0: nothing else. I got nothing else. I said hello. That's- that's the full
1: sentence.
2: I think that's the first time in how many- what episode are we on now? hundred and
1: ninety something. I think it might be hundred and ninety five.
2: In hundred and ninety five episodes, that's the first time Jim's been stumped for an intro, I think.
1: Yeah, normally I at least mug
0: it through by th- making the intro about having no intro, but I realized at the last minute I've dipped into that well too many times. So now I literally do got nothing. I do got nothing.
2: Hello guys, welcome to the show. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button.
1: Remember to ring the bell. Punch that like button
0: in the face.
2: Isn't that how to YouTube? Yep,
0: yeah, yeah. If you like this video, please strangle that like button in its crib. And smash the subscribe button in the face and push it in a well. <laughs> that's that's what you got to do. Uh, but no, please please do like and subscribe because YouTube's still tanking my views big
2: time. Steal its crisps and shove it in a locker. Yeah. Stupid subscribe button.
0: Bully that like and subscribe button.
2: It doesn't fucking work anyway, so you might as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that bell icon, hang it off a fence. Just leave leave the bell on a fence for a man to pick up <laughs> and take it to the park. Um, there's a lot you could do with a bell Uh, on a fence. uh, You could stop fence climbers from climbing the fence because it will ring the bell, and then you'll wake up and say, Oi! Stop climbing my fence!
2: Which I assume is a big problem. You could stop your cows from escaping.
1: I was going to say, is that a big issue you have in life, Jim? Just fence climbers? I mean, isn't it? Isn't that an issue we
0: all have? They're always trying to sneak in and steal your sunflower seeds. Oh, no, not...
1: Me, sunflower
0: seeds. It's an epidemic. The sunflower seed crisis, we call it. Um, but anyway, yeah, please do like and subscribe. Um, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do the things, keep our careers alive. Yeah.
2: Just at, at this point, just go into YouTube search engine and search for our names because that seems to be the only reliable fucking way to see our new stuff.
0: <laughs> Smash that search bar and find us. I tell you what, I've been considering putting ads on the videos, I don't want to. And I, I, I could not sell that to my audience at all, so I'm probably never going to do it. But I'm starting to wonder, not to make money. I don't give a shit about the money. It's, is YouTube burying these because they're ad-free?
2: It's not, man. I looked I looked at our social blades, along with some other creators I know, and they dipped at exactly the same time. Unbelievable. And funny enough, they dipped at exactly the t- same time I saw a huge rise in very, very corporate um, TV-style uh, channels, so you know.
1: Yeah, I wonder what the cause of this could be. They couldn't be connected. Gosh, no. I'm
2: gonna go. Fu- I'm going full Alex Jones on this. I'm. I'm gonna <laughs> like conspiracy theory this one. Oh, hold
0: on! <laughs> if you do that, Twitter's gonna put its foot down severely and suspend you for a week. Oh, oh! I swear the the. Spoons that they're gonna wrap your knuckles with, they're gonna be extra spoony.
2: I just can't I can't stand it, folks. They're turning the subscriptions against me. Ah!
0: Yeah. You can rely on Twitter though to provide the hardest the hardest light slaps on the wrist in the world. Anyway, Alex Jones is a is a Dickhead.
1: He got kicked off another service yesterday. He, Good. Was, he, he tried to start. He tried to start putting videos on Vimeo, and like instantly <laughs> they were like, "No, fuck <laughs> off. We, <laughs> do, we do not want you on our premiere video service." Vimeo,
0: last refuge of the damned. Oh god, it's not a free speech issue, by the way. People trying to do that. He's he's doing literal hate speech, which isn't actually protected speech, um, and especially when you just start lying about the parents of like shooting victims. But
1: Jim, Jim, if we don't give him a platform to say these things, then how will we be able to refute those things he's saying? If we kick him off Twitter, then then there'll be if he can't say his lies, then we can't. Then journalists can't refute his lies, and that's what journalism's about: is refuting lies. So you got to let him lie, so the journalists can 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 waste their time refuting it.
0: Yeah, like some some statements do not deserve the credibility of even refuting it. Like, that, that, it's, it's a, I I struggle for words because it's so dense.
2: If starting false rumours isn't against the uh, conditions and terms, we should just, you know, start a rumour that Jack fucks Pogs.
0: Which is the most deviant thing you can
2: do. And let's see if we get suspended. I'm not going to do it because I don't want to get, I have no fucking uh, (laughs) desire to get suspended.
1: (laughs) Uh, Twitter is terrible yeah
2: twitter's a trash fire
1: they won't get rid of alex jones but like if you get a a trans person who goes hey that person over there is a radical feminist who excludes trans people ergo a trans exclusionary radical feminist a turf
0: oh god turfs are the worst
1: you can get blocked off twitter for using the term turf which is a descriptive term for their brand of feminism that is radical feminism but it excludes trans people i mean do we just call them pricks instead yeah
0: like if we can't use turf anymore can we at least just call them pricks because that's what they fucking are yeah yeah god yeah i i recognize twitter has a utility as a promotional tool that's all i really care to use it for anymore uh, speaking of which, uh, we got an in- Instagram now because someone I know told me that is good to do. Uh, and I don't understand it or get it, but I do it now.
1: I have one and I don't use it for work at all. I just use it as a place to post a bunch of selfies when I go to conventions. So like, if I'm feeling particularly good about my face, you can go to Laura K Buzz on Instagram and just see a bunch of pictures of my face where I thought I looked cute.
0: That's a good advertisement.
2: I like Instagram because it lets me indulge in my extreme vanity.
0: I'm going to have to get used to that. I don't I don't have extreme vanity. I did post a picture of myself wearing the pumpkin mask from Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. It's one of my favourite masks. I've got, I'm looking at it right now. I put it on top of Ganondorf's head. I've got a Ganondorf statue and he's got a giant pumpkin head most of the time. Uh, but yeah, if you want to follow us on the, insta- the Instant Grams, uh, someone on Twitter did say I missed a trick but. Not calling mine Gymstagram. But it, that username will have been taken. But just Gymquisition. Just Gymquisition. Just look up that. I didn't put the "the" in, so it's just Gymquisition. But uh, yeah, I'll put some photos up. Um, there'll be like backstage stuff from Pro Wrestling Ego stuff. And we put in some little early clips of upcoming videos and stuff. So yeah. that'd be good. It's just I, I know someone who works in PR now. And I'm like, like, like pumping them for information. Because... As as we said at the top of the show, I need all the help you can fucking get the way YouTube's going on.
1: Apparently we should be using Instagram and what's the other one? Snapchat is apparently like a big one. I ain't using Snapchat. I don't I don't know how to use a Snapchat.
2: I thought Snapchat got um some deleted or was that a different one
1: Yeah Snapchat is one where it like deletes automatically after an amount of time but like Oh no
2: I'm thinking of what was the video one that got deleted
1: Vine Oh Vine Oh Vine 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 is sad I miss
0: Vine Yeah I never jumped on board the Vine train I've tried some a friend of mine once told me get, to get Snapchat so that we could use that and I was like this is just less convenient than just using the messenger that we were using
1: I'm pretty sure that like I killed Vine Because I went on Vine And I created like my first ever Vine And within 24 hours Vine was shut down And they were like no we're getting rid of Vine I I don't know whether it was because my Vine Was so great or so terrible But I made a Vine about Dark Souls cereal And how it was literally just glass And (laughs) they got rid of Vine 24 hours later <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually imagining the box. Like like Solaire on the front. Yeah, I made a box and I, I had a little jingle. It, it was it was I was quite proud of it. And they were like, clearly Vine was like, no, no, we're done.
2: You goddamn millennial, you killed v- the vine industry.
1: Oh no, I'm sorry, I killed the vine industry.
0: Speaking of Dark Souls, I literally have been playing the Dark Souls of Dark Souls copycat games. It couldn't be more Dark Souls if it tried. Is it Dark Souls? It's not Dark Souls. Um, although if you blink, you might be forgiven for thinking it was a literal 2D spin-off.
2: Is it Fallen... Fallen Lords of the... What's it, that one called? <laughs>
0: fallen Lords of... <laughs> Lords of the Fallen. Lords of the Fallen. You got all the words right, just in the wrong order.
2: Medieval the surge.
0: That one was... Uh, God, Lords of the Fallen was a shame. Um it was it was not bad actually. It was just very
2: choppy. I was I was enjoying it but it it kept crashing and wouldn't let me play it. So that sucks.
1: Ah uh, it's a real shame when games are too buggy to be playable. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh dear. Yeah, like if I swear if I was playing a game recently especially the
0: you know then I've been in need of really good games, and there have been some games coming out I've been looking forward to lately. And if there was a game I'd been really looking forward to that I had even some association with, and it kept crashing, even on console, it kept crashing, I'd be so annoyed with that game, but thank fuck that's never happened.
1: Thank the Lord.
0: And we few here, we happy few, get to enjoy all of our games without them crashing. Ah... Uh about we happy few and i'm being sarcastic by the way i feel
2: like maybe we should give you um a little bit of space to rant
1: <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll give you some space i'm gonna have a rant when you're done as well
2: i was loosely following uh, your social media this week and i was like oh dear <laughs>
0: i mean to be fair because because i've been tweeting a lot of the glitches um i love that ps4 share button <laughs> um i don't think compulsion does at the moment but, um, yeah, I was uh, using the PS4 share function to just quickly throw up some videos of the glitches I'd encountered in We Happy Few. And there were many, and I didn't even show all of them. Even in the Impressions video I posted this week, um, it's far from comprehensive. Um, but, as you could tell if you watched that video or saw the tweets, it's a fucking lot. Um, but, because I did have all that social media, and then I had a rant about some other week happy few related things on gym position this week and then I did the gym impressions which blew up and I think the gym impressions this week are going to actually do better views than this week's gym position which is very rare but I've done all that so I'm kind of I kind of got it out of my system now. Um, I, I kind of not all that ranty. Just I've, I've just reached... I've come back to that level of just disappointment.
1: In in that case, can I get some ranting out? Because I've not really had an outlet to do so. Please, yeah. I started playing We Happy Few, and uh, it's a really fucking broken game. E.G., yeah, yeah.
2: Quick question for you, Laura, before... Did you also play the PS4 version?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah. So... Here is, like, the things off the top of my head that I remember being, like, that's a bit odd. Um, I kept coming across one character model of an old lady who just stood out an awful lot. Like, she's just fucking everywhere. Uh, I got stuck into walls. I had characters who fell into floors. Uh, I... I just... It it just does not seem to be polished in any kind of reasonable way. It's just a cluttered mess of characters that fall through floors and fall through walls and why am i seeing the same npc everywhere like it it seems like it would be easy to make a bunch of npcs they're all wearing masks you don't have to make unique faces you just change the heights but no it's the same one tiny old lady and i
0: uh yeah she was at one point going to be a gameplay element like the bobbies and the doctors she was gonna um do something she could tell if you were faking or if if you were on joy, but still like not as doped up as every. There was something about her, um, but the main issue is is there are so few NPC character models in this game that she's everywhere, and she as you say she's a very distinctive NPC. So she's. She's even more noticeable that she's cloned, and they also use her as quest givers for multiple quests, all playing different characters. And it's just, it looks so slapdash.
1: She, she she looks a lot more conspicuous than all of the I am a five... Uh, like, uh, somewhere between five and six foot tall man or woman walking down the street. They don't seem conspicuous. It's because she's so tiny. Yeah. yeah. She's the only tiny character running around. This tiny old lady who is round every corner.
0: Yeah, I've been in a situation where I've seen five of them at once. Yeah. Just wandering the street together. Just five of them. It looks ludicrous. It's laughable.
1: Yeah. Also, um... I, I, I tried to take your advice, Gav, and like play it with, with without all the survival stuff. Yeah. It still seemed to be asking me for the survival stuff. I don't know if I did something wrong.
2: Yeah, that doesn't work. That that happened to me as well.
1: Yeah, does, does that just not work?
2: I don't think it works very well, no.
0: I tell you what, I had a worse experience with that. Right. Because I went with survival elements on. Yeah. Because I always try and go with the default experience. So I played them with them on, but... I was like, I like the idea that you get benefits for being well-rested, well-fed, well, you know, well-drinked. Well-hydrated is the word, not well-drinked. Um, <laughs> well-drinked. But the downsides are um, at least a mild annoyance. And then I was like, oh, look at the skill tree. 15 skill points to remove the negative effects of hunger, thirst, tiredness, all of that. So I forwent many of the other skills, completed many, many quests dutifully put my skill points in the tree to go all the way down and they they don't come very frequently these skill points so i went all the way down spent 15 skill points on that one skill and i had to get like three skills before that so it's a lot of investment and immediately after i unlock that skill oh you are thirsty we're reducing your stamina meter yeah and i spent quite some time like Pouring over that skill tree, rereading the sentence to be like, Did I get something wrong? Do I not understand what it means by negative effects? So there's some other effects I don't know. Tweeted about it. Within moments, it's a bug.
2: That's something that cropped up a lot in the game for me where I couldn't tell if something was broken or if I was misunderstanding it because the game didn't really explain it well or Yeah. There were I spent a lot of time in that game not knowing what was wrong. Or why, or why, if if I was doing a quest wrong or if it was broken, because I did have a few quest lines that I had to reload all the saves because they just broke and I couldn't finish them.
1: You know what the problem is? These are all the kind of problems that you expect at the launch of a, a an early access game. When a game goes into early access and you go, okay, they've not finished making all the NPCs, there's still some quite glaring bugs but the game is in a playable state technically start to finish but it does have these problems that's what i expect out of early access that's not what i expect when it's like this game has been in early access for two years this is its full release it's coming to consoles this is the final version here you go it's still an early access game yeah
2: i don't know if this is even relevant but um i certainly didn't have as bad a time with it as jim had because like I had bugs and stuff and a few quest breaking ones, but nowhere near what you seem to have. But I did play the PC version, so I don't know. Maybe there's a difference.
0: Maybe it does seem that some of the worst stuff hit the PS4 version, so that might be a, a thing. Um, you know, I can only talk about the version I played.
2: One thing I certainly noticed in the um, when they did the day one patch when it got officially released was the frame rate. Went from the forties to to a solid sixty. There was a lot of little fixes on the PC version that were were good, All right. but I still, I I still couldn't finish certain quests, and I still had that. I told you about the bug last week where, like, my non-lethal choke. Yeah. As soon as I press the button, the character just drops dead in front of me, and I and I and I choke out thin air.
1: <laughs>
0: characters dying. Characters like in the middle of combat. Running up the stairs and asking where I am.
1: Characters forgetting that they're in combat with me and just like giving up and walking away. Yeah. While they're like looking at me.
0: I died at one point and got locked in the death animation, so it was just a big red circle and I I, I could I saw that. I could move the camera and I could duck, but that was it.
2: Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Yeah. Someone on Twitter said to me this week, Why are you saying you need to keep popping the joy? You don't need to. Um, did, was that something that only happened to me that if I wasn't on my joy, the whole town would chase me around?
1: I, I felt like I needed to constantly be on joy. okay I, I
0: started the game thinking I needed to be on joy a lot more than I did. Um, eventually you can craft enough stuff to um, you know, disable the downer detectors and uh, deal with um, you know, you could even craft a fake joy effect. That doesn't put you on joy But your pupils dilate And people think you've taken it And you can get through the detectors Eventually I disabled enough Crafted enough And just got sick of the, uh, the memory loss yeah. thing Where you crash entirely from taking too much joy From that meter that never fucking goes down To the point where there were only a few points of the game Where I needed the joy But once I figured out the best way to do this game Without taking joy The game becomes trivial because then it's just mostly walking from point A to point B with no real fast travel. Which isn't a
2: very good sign when the only challenge in the game is keep taking this thing every couple of minutes.
0: Yeah, honestly, that that is where most of the challenge comes from because... Uh, Without it, like I say, there are fast travel points, but they're to cover huge distances. If it's something in a town and it's like a 1,000 metres away and there's no fast travel points in between, you've got to walk that 1,000 metres. As I learned in one quest where I had to carry someone on my shoulder, which meant I couldn't even run, after I'd unlocked the skill that lets you run in the town without getting into trouble, Um, I had to walk about a 1,000 metres from point A to point B slowly because I was carrying a person. And that was it. That was the gameplay. Walk, 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 walk. Walk and so much of the game is walk. I mean, that's one of the problems. Is there are fundamental design issues, on top of the breakages, the glitches, the bugs. Um, one or the other, maybe there'd be something more positive for me to say. But both of them combined, it's like the game's already a. It's good with many caveats, sort of situation. Once you pile the bugs on top and just how ghastly it looks and runs, I'm,
1: I'm amazed. But Jim. Jim, surely you must love it because you have voice lines in the game or, and or you're credited in the game.
0: Right, yeah, so Compulsion did speak to me about that in the end. Um, they After weeks and weeks of, you know, asking for a straight answer here, they finally, they seemed to wait until my video went up. Did, did it take you slagging them off
1: a bit to, to get an answer?
0: Yeah, it's like they waited until my video went up I, and then... Pointed it out, but apparently I am in it I'm just very, very rare Um, the army men Uh, like Have a couple of my lines I guess, now I didn't hear it And I was listening out And knew where they were, so They gotta be rare
2: I I went through that army camp twice And I didn't, I certainly didn't notice you
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I think I'm in there, like, technically Like, you might hear me once in a blue fucking moon, um, I mean, I might be in there just enough to cover the remit of he's in there, folks. Um, either way, I wish my name wasn't in the credits, and and, and I do not like the game more or less from me being in it but because I'm so disappointed by the game because I think the quality of it is so fucking appalling and I genuinely mean that people thought I be, was being hyperbolic comparing it to a game like uh Ride to Hell Retribution here's the thing about Ride to Hell Retribution right I could get through it yeah I could get through it without having to reload saves it never crashed on me multiple times
1: yeah
0: like I'm sorry to me quality wise the two are comparable
2: this is again an, a real pity because the actual um the concept and the story are really really good and the writing is fantastic like and any any time i got to one of the story segments i was so impressed with the writing and the dialogue and... and the voice acting
1: when this game is 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 doing things right it's like i'm really into it you know what i ended up enjoying more than we happy few itself um if you've got PlayStation VR, they released, like, a free VR experience. Oh, the Uncle Jack? Yeah, the Uncle Jack thing. I've ultimately enjoyed that more because it's got fewer bugs and it's more about the story than the survival mechanics. It's like, hey, we're going to let you just kind of inhabit this world from a perspective. and Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I've enjoyed this weird free... Side experience probably more than I've enjoyed the actual game. I mean, I can fully believe that
0: because the the premise of We Happy Few is gold. Yeah, it's and it's the voice acting is great. Like the guy who plays Arthur and the the one who plays Sally. Yeah, um, they're great. The Bobby voices are fun. Um, a lot of the NPCs are fun when they're not multiple voices coming out of one character. Um, there was actually one. Well, I say one. There was several times this happened, but there was one I showed video of of a quest giver. He's a quest giver. Oh yeah! <laughs> and he had one voice. He was like, "Oh, I'm I'm a quest giver. My brother lives down the road here." The cutscene stopped, and then he was like, "If it don't move, put a bayonet in it." Just a different voice,
2: Ob- oblivion style.
0: Out of an out of a quest giver, just flag him to have his lines. It's little. Yeah, it's many things like like the little things like that that make it look amateur hour. And then again, you pile on the really bad shit, and and it. I don't expect this from a professional studio, much less one that signed on with Gearbox to create an allegedly triple A game
1: with a twenty
0: dollars season pass. How dare they work on more content?
1: That VR thing, I I will like I will recommend that. The, what they basically do with it is you are you are managing one of the uncle jack uh, news broadcasts and you're basically like trying to run the news broadcast and picking what news stories should be talked about and if you pick one that is a bad story uncle jack will find a way to spin it into a positive for the people but he will be not happy with you that you didn't pick a positive story and that that can be quite funny and then it's also like ah there are people in the studio trying to stop this broadcast happening and how are you going to manage them while also running the broadcast it's this—it's it's a, it's a fun little thing. It's worth checking out, <laughs> and it doesn't—it doesn't just crash every few minutes.
0: It does feel like, in some ways, they did splash out more on like the un- the Uncle Jack stuff, the promotion around the game, um, and just not enough on the game itself. Which it feels almost like it's it sprawled out from beyond their control. And I wouldn't be surprised to learn at some point that pressure from Gearbox, since it was now a AAA game, uh, made them have to rush things. I know that, that someone from Compulsion on Reddit um, sometime this week said that, that they didn't have time to fix several things. Uh, and, and I just, it's like, I get it from the developer's perspective. You don't have time to finish it. But imagine if that was true of so many other things. Like I mean, it is. It can be true of some other things. Like if you rush a movie and you don't have time to do it all, that movie gets shat on. I just I, I I find no excuse for it. The developer has an excuse. The publisher doesn't. The publisher at that point is knowingly shipping defective product. And I do believe we Happy Few is a defective product.
1: The the difference is is that video games are the one medium that it's very easy for the people putting the product out to go. It's okay. We'll fix it later. You can't. Fix a film once it's out in the cinema. You can't fix a book once it's been like bound and published. You can ship an update to a game very easily.
0: True, that is true.
1: And uh, there's it's this idea of it's okay. We'll just apologise and say that fixes are incoming.
0: Yeah, which itself is a problem because you get one first impression. Yeah. In general, and often by the time you fix something, it's too little, too late. And in this case. The flaws are so numerous and glaring that I genuinely feel that it won't get up to snuff without some style of, no, like, a No Man's Sky Next style mega patch.
2: Well, that's a perfect answer. Like, how many times have you two- and played a game that's completely shit at launch, and but by the time they get it up and running well, you just completely have moved on and lost interest. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Uh, pretty much any game people say is good
1: now. Yeah, No Man's Sky is, like, the recent example. For Honor, The Division. I'm I'm in the same camp for all of those. I tried them at launch, and I, I don't have the interest in going back to them now that they're good.
0: Yeah. Shadow of War will never get me coming back, just because what they did was reprehensible to that game. So no matter what they improve, I'm not going back to that well. But yeah, pretty much all those games. I don't have time to go back to that shit. New things have come out. You know, I'm still playing uh, Octopath Traveler, a game that's finished, a game that came out complete with all its features, with an excellent presentation that doesn't crash all the time, something that isn't broken and demanding $60 for something that should be half that price, which We Happy Few was before Gearbox started publishing it, and then decided to give it a A price just because. Just because. Just because the uh, the concept of the A game is a cultural thing. It's not about the budget. It's not about the companies. It's about the the idea of what it means to be a triple-A game, which has nothing to do with quality or money spent on it. It has to do with how much it costs and what kind of bullshit you're going to put into it by corporate mandate. And that's what happened to We Happy Few, for fuck's sake.
1: I think you summed that up pretty
0: well.
2: Yeah, and that's that, That's one of those few games where you, it's genuinely disappointing rather than just, you know... Cause it Because there's so much in it to love.
0: If this game similar to something like Ride to Hell Retribution, had no hope in like going in there, if it was a lost cause to begin with, then I probably wouldn't be as harsh as I'm being. I'm being as harsh as I'm being because this game deserves better. Because that game's world deserves
2: better. That game's characters deserve better.
0: There was something this game should have been, and it's not that.
1: You know what game did turn out really well in its most recent release? What's that? The uh, HD port of Akami on the Switch. That's really good. It's a really good port.
2: Okay, okay. The million-dollar question, Laura. Yeah. Can you skip the cutscenes and dialogue? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? Yes,
1: you can. Oh my goodness. You can skip the dialogue. You can skip the dialogue entirely if you wish to. Well. Uh-
2: it looks like I'm about to do my fourth playthrough of Okami then.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you literally just press the plus button, it comes up with press the plus button again to skip, and you press it again and you'd skip the
2: dialogue. <laughs>
1: I love that game a lot but yes in its opening couple of hours it is way too talky with its (laughs) Um, I think
0: that might have been what put me off because I only tried to ever play it once and I got kind of bored and I didn't play much of it
1: it's a 60 hour game that like its first couple of hours it does like to talk to you in its first few hours but um yeah i i've I've been playing a bit of okami's uh switch port this week uh i'm maybe about 10 hours in um i've gotten to the first sort of like aha i've completed like the first narrative arc of the game Mm. i really like the controls on this port um you've got the original ps2 controls where it's like hold down a trigger button and move the analog stick to do your painting yeah. You can also do motion control aiming, like the Wii version. Or, if you're in handheld mode, you can do touchscreen painting.
2: Oh, that 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 sounds cool, actually, yeah.
1: Which has been how I've played most of it. Most of this game I've played in handheld because the touchscreen painting mechanic is really nice. You don't have to, like, press any button to go into a painting mode. You just start touching the touchscreen and off you go. Oh, cool. Uh, Yeah, it's just... It is still a very satisfying mechanically sort of uh, action adventure type game. I like the characters, the the art style holds up really nicely. Um
2: Have so they up, have they updated the art have have they literally just upped the resolution or have they kind of added any effects or
1: It it looks a lot better. Like this the, the Switch port like apparently runs at the same resolution both like when docked as the PS4 version. Like it's nice and crisp. They've given a couple of additional like settings and things where you can control how strong or mild the sort of paper effect over it is um it, there, there are some there are some nice new visual effects going on mm. it It's a very good looking port of that game It doesn't look the how old is that game now probably like fifteen years old oh my goodness a thousand years yeah it doesn't look as old as it is. Uh, not by a long shot. It looks quite good still. To
2: be fair, when it came out, it looked way ahead of the curve.
1: Yeah. it The the fact that it's mainly like sort of a painterly art style with very like bold black lines around the ev- outside of everything makes it very easy to up-res and still look good.
0: A, a lot of those games that use that art style are timeless and they're, they're really easy to re-release because they don't look bad.
2: Yeah, they date well.
1: Yeah, so... I, the price seems like quite good on it. I think I think it costs £15 for the, the re-release, which is like, that's about what I'm willing to pay for a high quality remaster. 20
0: bucks out here in the US. Uh, and I've been tempted to pick it up and, and what y'all are saying makes me wanna, like I might I might get that later today.
2: If you can, yeah, because if you can struggle through those first three, four hours, it really opens out then. And yeah, some of the later levels are just absolutely fantastic.
0: I've always wanted to give it a proper, honest, good go.
1: The the big thing for me has been, I occasionally on the PS2 version found myself getting frustrated with the painting mechanic because when it's asking you to do things like paint a a crescent moon or a like a an accurate circle using an anal- an analog stick that's not necessarily always easy.
2: So like, oops, I painted a bomb instead of the wind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I found playing it in handheld with the touchscreen for the painting mechanic. I have had far better accuracy with pulling off the moves with the paintbrush that I want to pull off, and that's reduced my frustration a lot. Good good. Yeah, I think this might be, yeah, this might be the playthrough that I, I stick with at the moment. i'm I'm excited about it.
2: If anyone out there is a fan of incredible soundtracks in games as well, Okami has absolutely one of the most magical, amazing soundtracks I've ever heard.
1: One thing that I thought was really interesting about that that I hadn't really thought about until replaying that game. It came out within, like, within about six months. That and Twilight Princess, uh, the Zelda game, both came out within about six months of each other. And they are both sort of action-adventure games where you primarily play as a wolf. Your wolf combat encounters are sort of inside, like, a laser circle where you can't get out and have to do your fighting, with a little wisecracking character riding on your back. (laughs) Like, there's... There's a lot of weird similarities between those games in the way they play.
0: It's funny when that happens. Like, we had that a while back with Infamous and Prototype. Yeah. The open world, nominally superheroic sort of thing. And then before that, on the PS2, it was Second Sight and PsyOps, the Mindgate Conspiracy, which were two games about telekinesis and other psychic powers.
1: THQ Nordic bought Second Sight today. They now oh, own Second Sight. Oh,
0: because I know they got the Time Splitters thing.
1: Yeah, no, it was uh, Time Splitters and Second Sight.
0: I was thinking just this week that I'd love a re release of Second Sight.
1: So it looks like they are probably going to be making either re releasing or making a new Second Sight.
0: Wow, if they did that, that would be like, I'm excited for everyone for the Time Splitters thing, but Second Sight.
1: They have said there will be a new Second Sight release of some kind Oof. in the future. Oof. No. Oof. <laughs> thought that get you excited? <laughs> I know some people
0: like I know Steve Burns um, prefers psyops, and I mean, psyops was charming enough. But second sight, I, I played that one like religiously from beginning to end. I was enamoured with that one. oh Oh, i didn't know that i i saw the time splitters thing because that's all everyone wants to talk about
1: it's the bit that no one was talking about today i wrote i wrote this story up today
2: yeah that that's the other one that thq nordic have just acquired
0: (laughs) 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 second sight on switch
2: (laughs) wouldn't
0: that be a thing
2: but just to finish off on okami as much as i love that game it'll always be a 9 for me and not a 10 because of the final hour where they make you fight all the bosses again and then and then the final boss for a third time <laughs>
1: i'll i'll give you that it it does. It, 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 they're not bad fights, but it is an hour between. Like, I, I, I'm ready to see the ending now. Don't make me do an hour of fights to see this. It's
2: like I've already done this. Why are you making me fight every boss in the game again?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Um, but yeah, what what's the other thing you played, Jim?
0: Right. I mentioned at the top of the show a game that was, like, the Dark Soulsiest of the Dark Souls clones, and that game is Death's Gambit. Death's Gambit, it's it's another 2D hardcore action platformer alongside Chasm, alongside Dead Cells, alongside some other ones. I know some others are coming out. I know uh, that that Blasphemous is is on the horizon as well. Apparently this year is just a year of like classic style 2D action platformers, and I'm perfectly happy with that. We've got Bloodstain coming up soon as well, somewhere somewhere on the horizon as well. Um, a lot of it and I you know I love Castlevania. Um, I especially really like Symphony of the Night so Bloodstained has my attention. But Death's Gambit is shameless. I tweeted a picture of it yesterday of the character select screen and the character creation screen is the Dark Souls character creation uh, scheme. You've you've screen rather. You've got the the character classes along the side. Um with the write-ups in the middle, the bottom middle, and the items and gifts, that they, you can even pick a gift, just like Dark Souls. Um, it is shameless. And the gameplay tries to do, you know, Dark Souls-style combat in a 2D plane, which I've never found to work very well, and that's where this game is let down a bit, because it is a fairly good game, and as a Dark Souls rip-off, it's good at what it does. And it knows that it is what it is. It's not ashamed of it. There's even a scene at one point where a character tells your protagonist that they've got to get, they've got to ring two bells to pick up the soul vessel, uh, before eventually just saying he's joking and you've just got to find something and smack it. Um, so it it knows damn well what it's doing. But, uh, It looks gorgeous, and the soundtrack is really nice, and the boss fights are well-designed. The boss designs are fantastic. It's got that sort of 16-bit visual style to it. Um, The main issue is is they seemed to really enjoy the stamina mechanic of Dark Souls, but they enjoyed it way too much. Um, The stamina meter in this game, and I've got a low tolerance for stamina meters, mostly because I'm often looking at games, thinking, I can fucking sprint longer than that, and look at me! <laughs> uh, I can't believe how unrealistic some of them are. Looking at you, Alan Wake. But this one, if you're not pumping all of your uh, like level points into endurance, you're going to have a bad time. Uh, and there have been several encounters I've lost simply because I did not have enough um, stamina to do the dodging and the attacking at once. Um, and that's that's a shame. And it's not very. It doesn't have the same fluidity or the responsiveness of something like Dead Cells. Going from Dead Cells to this has been pretty tough. Um, it's a shame, because it means the game's very annoying. Uh, you constantly wonder why you don't have the level of stamina that you should have in order to just competently fight. And I made the mistake of picking a character class that had low endurance to begin with. Um, I was like the Death Acolyte, which was like high vitality and finesse. Finesse is dexterity from Dark Souls. All of the stats are basically the same. Um, And I really, really want to like it, but it is just okay. And I don't think I'm going to have the patience with it to see it through. I do think... There is an audience that's going to really like it, and if you're a big, big fan of Dark Souls and really like the idea of, like many of the Dark Souls spin-offs we've been seeing, and if you had the patience for something like Lords of the Fallen, then I have a feeling this one you'll you'll find enjoyment from it. But it didn't take too long um, past the opening act where I was really enjoying it to start thinking, okay, this. This is not responsive enough for what it needs to be. Uh, that's one thing you've got a nail, and it's especially true in 2D games, because unlike Dark Souls, you do not have the same freedom of movement to deal with these challenging bosses and, and encounters. Uh, in Dark Souls, you've got space, you've got a 3D area to manoeuvre and, and come up with a better strategy. Here, it's left and right. You know, left and right, jump, duck, what have you. Um, so you've got a dodge roll and you can dodge through the enemy's attacks. But then when you don't have the stamina to hit them back or dodge again, which can happen, um, especially some of these bosses that attack twice with a huge range. So you've got to dodge uh, sometimes more than you need to avoid the attack just to get out of range uh, and then find yourself both out of range and without the ability to do much of an attack in response. Um, that's what's letting it down. Death Gambit is a very good game in its heart. It just maybe could have stood to have learned a few more lessons from the game it was copying.
2: I wish there was another Dark Souls. <laughs> can you can you, can you to believe it's been two years since Dark Souls 3 came out?
0: Yeah. Honestly, it feels longer. It really feels longer. Oh, really? Yeah, to me. Oh,
2: it feels it feels like yesterday for me.
0: I think it might be just because a day not spent playing Dark Souls is like a year in in human years to me. So it feels like it was a thousand years ago, uh, even though it was only two years ago. Um, and I'm okay with that. Like I, the idea of them releasing one every year would I think would reduce the yeah the special factor
1: of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm mainly just waiting on um we finally have a date for the switch port of uh, Dark Souls Remastered. Oh, yes. Oh yeah. That's uh, middle of October, so that's about 2 months away. I'm probably going to play it again when it comes to switch. Me as well. I I like having excuses to play Dark Souls.
0: Yeah, it's fucking shameless. But, you know, I already played the remaster, but I'm probably going to get it on Switch as well. The sheer novelty of it is going to be enough of a draw for me. Yeah. And I'm going to get one of them Solaire Amiibos as well.
1: It's a cheap little affordable Solaire statue. Why not?
0: Well, I mean, unless you have to end up getting it through eBay scalpers. Yeah. I'm not. I think I've got an order secured. Um, at least amazon emailed me about it I didn't remember doing it but amazon emailed me to change the date on one that apparently I may have I may have reserved <laughs> I don't know if I was if I just listed my interest or not but um either way I'm gonna get one by hook or by crook, but not through eBay scalpers, because absolutely fuck them. I got nothing but disgust for them.
1: I've still not played over RRP for an amiibo. No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't condone it. Yeah. Couldn't condone it. Uh, so yeah, other games this week. Uh, let's have a look. Well, I, I know I played a couple of other bits this week. Um, I played some of the uh, the Switch beta for Dragon Ball Fighter Z, or Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, it runs really well on Switch, but uh, hmm, how, how can I put this, the beta was primarily online matches only and I did not remember what the controls for that were and I there wasn't an option to bring up the, c- the control, uh, like here's what the button prompts are, so I was like okay, I will set my match as like beginner, practice, uh, remembering controls, working out what I'm doing. And all I got swamped with were people who'd been playing it daily since launch going, ha ha ha, I'm going to beat your ass, and just like not letting me get a single attack out. It's like, I can't remember what the block button is. Turns out it's you put the stick backwards, it's not a button. But (laughs) I couldn't get a single punch out in my first few matches in the demo, because I couldn't remember the controls, and even though I'd listed it as like, beginner, practice, give me a moment to work out what I'm doing match, people were just like, no, I'm going to... Infinity combo use, you can't do anything.
0: Because the easy marks are there.
1: Yeah, so I ended up like... What ended up happening was eventually the servers went down temporarily, and while the servers on the beta were down, it was like, okay, you can do uh, random character CPU matches while the servers are down. And that gave me a second to go, okay, what were the fucking buttons again? Oh, that's what they were. And after that, I got back in and I did fine, but... My first few matches were not enjoyable in that because it was not great. It was not a great beta, but the 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 port is really solid. It's a very good port of that game. Uh and I think the only other thing I uh, I did was I finished replaying minute, which continues to be good.
2: Is um the Divinity 2 console version coming to Switch?
1: I have no idea. Let me look.
2: I hope it is because I want both of you to play that game. I don't I don't I'm usually not one of those people who nags other people to play games because I know how fucking annoying it is, but I do think that's when everyone should try Divinity too. Even 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 if like me, you don't like turn based combat, fuck it on easy mode and fly through it and it's so good.
0: I mean I've played it not not all the way through, but I have played enough of it to where I do think that combat's quite nice. That combat is quite nice. Um, It's just that sort of game is one that I would definitely play through if it were on the Switch. If it were on Switch, then I would buy it no problem and and have an easier time playing it than here in the office where I don't want to be most of the time. Yeah.
1: I'm glad that... uh... That Gab has realised that games need to come for Switch for us yeah. to have any chance
0: of <laughs> <at laughs> getting around to them. Best way to get me to play your game is for it to come on the Switch.
1: Yeah. Uh, at some point, like earlier this year, the developer were like, yeah, we're interested in bringing it to Switch, and nothing else has been said. So, like, maybe it's coming to Switch. We don't know.
2: That game has some of the most lovable characters. Yeah. Speaking of, of um, I know you two enjoy um, sex with skeletons. Oh, that's, yes, a thing, yes. that's a thing you can do in this game with. A...
0: Not so much as Jeremy Renner. But yes
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> What not as much as sex with Jeremy Renner Or not as much as Jeremy Renner likes sex with skeletons
0: It was a reference to an old podcast fish Shark Marketing I did with Conrad um, We had various celebrities we'd tell stories about Because we were pretending to be their PR representatives And they all had silly quirks And things that we'd made up for them And Jeremy Renner um, Fucked a skeleton It was his version of a David Blaine public stunt He stood up on a pillar and fucked a pile of bones
2: Nice <laughs> Spooky, sexy skeletons.
1: Ah, oh, fist shot.
0: I often wonder why I'm not like mega famous on the internet and why I don't have a TV deal. And then I remember that I think that's funny what I just said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's it for stuff. What we played. Yeah. Oh, I got one more thing I can throw in. Oh, what did you? Pl- what's the other thing?
0: After. Playing We Happy Few a lot, I wanted to play a less dysfunctional dystopia, so I re-downloaded Bioshock and went through Bioshock again. Oh, yeah. And had my old save file and went through uh, New Game Plus, which I've never done that before. I've always played the game again from scratch. I wish I'd whacked the difficulty up because, my God, when you're playing it on New Game Plus and by New Game Plus I'd only... I only had one more weapon upgrade I needed to do for a weapon I didn't even care to use, and only one more um, uh, gene tonic slot to unlock. I had everything else from the previous playthrough. And when I compl- well, I say complained, when I noted that my recent replay of Mankind Divided was trivialised by New Game Plus, in a fun way, here it's so trivial to the point where I don't even know if it's all that fun.
2: How far in did you play, though? Because I remember, as I recall, in Bioshock, about halfway through, the enemies suddenly became very spongy.
0: Let's see. I played through it during one session because I was so overpowered. I, I got from the beginning of the game to uh, Fort Frolic in no time at all. Uh, and I just finished with Fort Frolic, and I'm just about to enter Hefe- uh, Hephaestus, which I, I do believe is when it gets tougher. Um so we will see.
2: Certainly, after a certain twist, I remember the enemies becoming a lot stronger.
0: Yeah, without
2: much visual indication of why or how.
0: There is a particular area in that that latter game portion that I remember being particularly challenging. Um, the the apartment area, um, and sort of the orphanage and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But right now, like it's to the point where the plasmids now seem useless it now just seems like a waste of my time because any one of my fully upgraded weapons with the amount of ammo i now have and the amount of resources i have to get more ammo easily i'm just walking through machine gunning them down not thinking about it and i use the plasmids just either as a self-imposed challenge or to just break up the monotony so i'm not bored um you know just firing off the electricity and the fire and bees and i i started with the bees and then remembered oh yeah bioshock the original bees aren't very good and it's the sequel where they actually make the bees more fun to use um so yeah that was a uh, i'm always freshly disappointed and i love bioshock but i'm always freshly disappointed when i play the first of bioshock and I'm reintroduced to just how rubbish the B-plasmid is. It's my favourite plasmid conceptually, but it's not till Bioshock 2 that it really lives up to what it should be.
2: Bioshock 2 actually did really great things with the combat. I I feel like that game was pretty underrated, to be honest.
0: I think the main issue was this... as a game, it was better than Bioshock, I think. I think mechanically it was better.
2: They made so many different play styles um, valid. Like, they, you could do a pure melee build in that game if you wanted to.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think there was a lot more flexibility. Uh, the powers all felt a lot more... They, they all had a lot more utility to them. Nothing felt too throwaway. Um, the main issue for me was the story, while interesting, it, it forced so much mental retconning. Because we've got to believe that Sophia Lamb isn't a newcomer to Rapture, which would have worked better. We're supposed to believe she was there from the beginning to the point where she was having massive public debates with Andrew Ryan, and yet is not mentioned once in the first game. It was too bullshit. It was too much bullshit. If Sophia Lamb was a a relative newcomer or had risen from the ranks, like just the regular citizenry, in the wake of Andrew Ryan's fall that would have made the premise make a lot more sense. But, I mean, that's just the one big example. There are other examples of we- as well of things that are so... They seem so important to the ecosystem of Rapture that their omission in the original game because they, of course, hadn't been thought of or conceived when the original game was being made. It was too much. It was like some of that shit we see in uh, backstory for Final Fantasy VII, years after Final Fantasy VII came out, where characters are supposed to be so fucking important to the plot that you wonder, well, why? Why are they only appearing now? Um, Sometimes you can explain that away with while they were working in the shadows, etc., but sometimes they're too overwhelmingly important for them to have ever remained in the shadows. Sophia Lamb is a perfect example of that. She was positioned as Ryan's equal in many ways, and yet Ryan didn't mention her once in the first game, and retroactively it's weird.
2: I think as well the game... um maybe suffered a little because it just didn't have the wow factor that your first trip to Rapture is going to have. Uh, like, the Rapture was the best character in Bioshock.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's up there with, like, Silent Hill in terms of locations with character.
2: Yeah, and, and I think in 2, they maybe just didn't quite do as good a job of capturing that. Yeah. You know, they felt more like a lot of the areas felt more just like combat levels. And, and I really didn't enjoy fighting the big sisters. I didn't think they were fun at all.
0: Oh, they were a bit annoying, weren't they? Um, there were some really good memorable moments, though. Alexander the Great, the uh, the scientist-turned-blobby monster. Um, that was gr- I fucking loved his whole sequence.
2: And that level where you get to see Rapture through the eyes of the little sister mm. and in that manner you see what rapture was like before it was destroyed and i thought that was really cool
0: yeah like it had great little moments but there was and and my god they, they don't do it now did any of you play the multiplayer of that game no no what a mess what an unnecessary mess Like that was back when everything needed a multiplayer
2: mode. Thank God that fad is gone.
0: Yeah, it was thrown in as a perceived obligation and it was so useless. It wasn't terrible, it wasn't great, it was just so there. And it just felt like I would have rather have seen those resources
2: put into the real game. Did either of you play the DLC Minerva's Den?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I remember that very positively.
2: It's really, really, really good.
1: That I do need to replay.
2: It was made by the people who went on to make Gone Home, as far as I know.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of that team ended up being the Gone Home people.
2: And it, it just, it, it was a really good little story and it was fun and it had a lot of like really nice back lore to it. It's really worth playing.
0: Yeah. I don't remember anything about it. I only remember the near the beginning, there's a swimming pool. <laughs> I need to, like an empty swimming pool. It's got nothing to really do with the game. Um, so I need to go back and replay that one.
1: Very quick before we finish up today, a couple of quick bits of news. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake, when it comes out, is getting a $900 uh, collector's edition. Wow.
0: For fuck's sake.
1: That comes with a mechanical keyboard that looks like a typewriter. Uh, what is particularly of note here is if you add the prices up, you're being... You're basically being charged two hundred and fifty extra dollars to put Resident Evil stickers on an existing mechanical keyboard that's already on uh, on the market. Oh, <laughs> wow. no. Like it, it's a mechanical keyboard that already exists that they just stuck some Resident Evil Two logos on and added an extra two hundred and fifty dollars to what they're charging you for that limited edition.
2: When is the Resident Two remake coming out, Laura?
1: Uh, beginning of next year, I think. It's uh, I think it's spring 2019.
2: I've never played Resident Evil Two. I've only played 1 and 4 and everything after 4.
1: I'm intrigued to see how much they change and how much they don't with this remake because they've 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 admitted that like they are going to change some things around and we'll see how that goes. But well,
2: the remake of 1 was was really good, I thought.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that it's a good remake.
2: I want to go back and play that again.
1: Uh, we got some more information on Doom, Doom Eternal and like the thing that stood out to me as interesting is uh, allegedly the Switch port of that is coming on the same day as the other versions, which be nice if that happened. I think it'd be a first to actually see a multi-platform release come to Switch the same day, and not get delayed. Uh, and Germany is no longer banning swastikas from games. Uh, previously you could not have a swastika in, in, in video games. Full stop, no exceptions. And that kind of messed with some games like, say, Wolfenstein, where it's like the whole point is... These are literal Nazis that we are fighting because literal Nazis are bad. And that ban has been lifted. It's now going to be on a case-by-case basis. So maybe games where Nazis are not glorified might actually get to come out in Germany now.
0: I I think that's a good move because sometimes you shouldn't sweep that under the rug if you're... If it's a game that is, you know, pretty explicit about the Nazis are bad, yeah, uh, I, I feel like it sends the wrong message to say, well, they're not actually Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: That Doom Eternal gameplay, by the way, was very, very cool.
1: I'm, I'm not sold on the whole you can invade other people's solo campaigns thing yet.
2: That's totally optional thank fuck.
1: Okay, okay. I heard I heard about that and I was like, is that really a thing?
2: That's no, they're not they're not doing a Fallout 76 on it. It's completely optional, thank god. I I, I I shuddered when I heard that too.
1: I'm excited for more Doom. That's that's my whole thoughts on that.
2: I like that whole chain thing where you can chain onto an enemy and use them to grapple. I thought that that looks really really cool.
1: Do do we know when that's coming? Doom Eternal?
2: I don't. Know. <laughs> Maybe there's a date, but I have no idea.
0: Yeah, there we go. All right. Yeah, we we get to wrap up.
1: Um, Laura, where can people find out more of your stuff on the internet, please? Me, you can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on YouTube, Laura K Buzz on Twitch. You can find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, at kotaku.co.uk. You can find me on Queer and Pleasant Strangers, which is a podcast I do with Jane Magnet, where we do silly voices and skits and try and make each other have a bit of a laugh. You can also find me on Dice Funk, which is a fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons uh, real play podcast. I am on seasons three and four. Season four, I think, wraps up in the next three or four weeks. And I would suggest if you are... mm, How do I tease this? If you are interested in certain people who have done work with Jim in the past and would be interested in seeing them take part in in D&D, maybe in the next, like, four weeks, maybe see if if Dice Funk is your thing, because maybe a new person's going to be a cast member on that soon, and that that might be a thing. So you should go listen to that Dungeons & Dragons podcast I'm on.
0: What a tease. Yeah. And, Gavin... You tantalise the ears With music Where can people hear The great music you do
2: You can find my music On YouTube Under Miracle of Sound Where the Latest song Is my God of War song Which Keen listeners Will remember The idea for which Popped into my head On this very podcast And You can find me on Twitter At Miracle of Sound And you can support me On Patreon If you want to help me Pay my bills And that's also a nice way to be able to social media with me these days because I hang out on my private Discord server now far more than I do on Twitter and places like that. So there you go.
0: Okay. Um, Thank you all for listening. Uh, If you've got nothing to do on Saturday and you can get to the area, then uh, Sturdust will be at the Jackson Hideaway again, uh, August 18th, this Saturday, um, for Squared Circle Survival, Pro Wrestling Ego's next show. Um, again, please do circulate the tapes with regards to the Gymquisition. Um Share it on social media. Smash that like and subscribe button. Um, <laughs> I say it, it, we, need, it, we do need to help people on YouTube who aren't these fucking corporate channels because we're getting dumped on.
2: You know what I looked up this week, right? Because my views have dropped so dramatically, I said, I, I, let's go look at my analytics. And what I found was not only is my watch time still as good as it ever was but the amount of percent of my videos that people are watching is higher than it has ever been yeah so like when someone clicks on my video they're almost universally watching it right to the end not clicking off and yet my views are dropping and i'm not being recommended so i don't know what i don't know what the fuck is going on my patrons at an all-time high my Spotify's at an all-time high and youtube views are just like <laughs>
0: It's one of these things where I'm relieved to hear it, even though I feel terrible. Other people are no, I get that dealing with it too, because then you do realize it's not just me. I'm not. It's not. I'm not entirely doing things wrong. Um, but yeah, it's the same thing. By all metrics, by all analytics, I'm doing it right. I'm still producing work that I at least feel is as good as it's ever been. And some of my stuff lately has been some of my favorite stuff I've done. Um, watch time is fine. Um, even views sometimes are fine.
2: As any of us on the who work on the internet know, our audiences will let us know if the quality is dipping. Oh yes.
0: <laughs> I won't hear the end of it. Um. I say views. I mean, uh, view time and everything's fine. Um, social media's up. Patreon is still great. Uh, but yeah, it's those fucking views. Not enough people are getting to see the videos. And even people who are subscribing are not getting shown them. So yeah, I realise we bang on about it a lot. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Believe me, I would rather not be talking about this because I would rather it not be a problem. Um, but it is a problem. Like, like YouTube is tanking people's work and it's not cool and it's it's really shit um so Bye. yeah please, please help do that because youtube is not only not helping it's actively hindering so thank you for for sur- circulating the tapes as i say uh, sharing stuff not just me uh, laura's work and, and gab's work as well um thank you and we will see you next time